In fact, I told her on our first date, I was like, I'm going to marry you. Said that then, on the first date? I, you said yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was proposing to me all the time. I was every <laughs> two weeks, you know, like going for walks and he just stopped me and stared me deeply into the eyes. Sweetheart, will you marry me? So he was proposing for a good year, year almost two. Take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is Couples Synergy. Welcome back to another episode of Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Check us out online at couplesynergy.com or on Facebook and Instagram at couplesynergy. And please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 20 years. You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of. With the partner they fell in love with. On today's episode, we welcome Bo Bissett and his wife, Linda. Bo Bissett is a health practitioner and founder of Amoni. He is the author of the book, Amoform, Emotional Surgery for a Healthy Relationship with Food. Welcome to our podcast, Bo and Linda. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Very happy to be here. This exactly. is awesome. And this is the first time we're actually interviewing someone in Taiwan, mm -hmm. which is really cool. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's a cool country. So if you ever get a chance, uh, definitely, uh, definitely recommend coming over here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. One of these days. So, you know, we want to get into um, your story. We want to understand more about Amoni. Uh, before we do that, uh, let's learn a little bit about the two of you. How old are you? How long have you been together and what is it that you do for a living? All right, sweetheart, you want to start? Okay, uh, I actually just had my birthday a couple of weeks ago and we had a wonderful birthday that both surprised me with. So I just turned 46 and- Happy birthday. A, thank you, thank you very much. It was a great birthday. So I'm a mix of a coach for students, for homeschool students and world school and um, uh, unschool students and I help them uh, and I guide them into finding their passions and achieving their goals and helping them pro complete their projects and then I also I'm working on the sound healing so I'm also a sound healer and I use monochords I use singing bowls and many other tools to help clients achieve you know that level of relaxation and um, and so on. So I do I do both of these jobs at the moment. Wonderful, wonderful. And Bo? Uh, I'm the same age, I'm 46. My birthday was in March. Um, and I live in Taiwan and I work on uh, Amoni full time. So uh, my wife, what she didn't, uh, what she didn't uh, mention was that she also does like energy work, which is like 
when I when I first started going through the work that is has now become Amune, she really helped me with uh, one of the big uh, emotions that I was processing was anxiety. And uh, oh man, she really was really there for me and helped uh, help me move me th- move me through that process. So. That's awesome. And how long have you been together? Uh, five years. This um, uh, this month, the end of this month, right? That's right. We're going to have our anniversary coming up in, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, right. <laughs> Can you tell us the story of how you met? Oh, my God, it was amazing. Um, we, I, we actually met online and we talked for a few weeks. And like when we started chatting, we're just chatting on like online. Right. And when, as we were sending messages, I was like, oh, my God, this woman's amazing. It was just like it was fireworks from the beginning. And the, our first date um it was actually a short day because uh she had some other plans uh but like she was she was on my end of town we were you know kind of uh lived not too far away but anyway so she was like yeah i want to see you blah blah blah. so we we met up and we went to this lake and it was just like uh just amazing like as soon as i saw her i was like oh my god it's just i I knew it like everything's true like you know she's beautiful she's smart she's funny she's adventurous like she's everything i've always wanted and I, in fact, I told her on our first date, I was like, you're, I'm going to marry you. And, uh, wow. yeah. Said that and on the first date? I, you said yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was a little bit surprised and taken aback, but then at the same time, it felt, it felt like a natural thing. That the idea of being married for some reason, you know, so, uh, like he said, like right away, we hit it off. Within two, three weeks, I knew that I found someone that was very, very special and that I could I could share a lot with, you know. And yeah, after we first met. <laughs> it, was, it was like fireworks. It was just fireworks. Really like fireworks. Were you yeah. guys on a dating platform? Yeah. Yeah. Which one? I forgot the name. It's been so long. What is it called? It's an it's an obscure one, you know. It's okay. like a platform, yeah, local one. Yeah, local. One, yeah, lo- yeah, it was one of the local ones. Now, were you both in Taiwan at the time? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. And so, are you both from Taiwan originally, or when did you get there? I'm actually from Brazil. I was born and I grew up in Brazil and I've uh, lived in many other countries before coming to Taiwan. But I've been in Taiwan for a long time, about almost 25, 26 years. So this is home right now for us, or for me at least. (laughs) I'm saying I I wasn't born in Taiwan. I was born in America. I'm from uh, North Carolina. I don't know if you can pick up on my Southern accent. But uh, yeah, I was born there. And then in my 20s, uh, basically, after drug and alcohol addiction, I just pretty much packed up and ran away, which had become my pattern by that by that point. And um, yeah, I ended up in Taiwan. I've been here two, three, three or four times. I can't remember. But I've like gone and left, gone and left. I, I left and went to Vietnam and Spain and Mexico's and the uh, in Europe. It's, it's, just running basically spent most of my adult life running and when uh when linda and i met i had uh i had stopped running in a way like uh like she and i uh you know as good as we were in our good times like we still had some really big uh blow-ups or argument wise and stuff and 
Um, and in those instances, uh, when I was 12, my parents sat my brother and I down and said, we're getting, we're getting a divorce. And my first instinct, I got up and ran out of the house. I just ran away. Mm-hmm. And that became my pattern. Right. So basically when, like when Linda and I would have arguments, I would just like, I would freak out and I would just like, all right, this is it. I'm out. You know, I can't do this anymore. And like, you know, and that was it. Right. And then I would have to like, you know, come back and like, you know, shower her with like, you know, so many I'm sorry. And I remember one time, <laughs> do you remember the room that I plastered in, uh, in sticky notes? <laughs> Yeah, well, we had we had a room, which was our yoga room, which is our like, which is our chill out room. Like uh, it was a, it was it was not a big space, but it, it wasn't a small space either. And I literally from from floor to ceiling, every single wall I covered in multicolored um, sticky uh, notes, 3M sticky notes with I love you. I love you, sweetheart. You're my world. Blah, blah. I mean, just oof, just love everywhere. <laughs> So uh, yeah, that, was, that, was, that was one of my, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And then we end up calling that room, the love room. After. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow. Okay. So the relationship stopped you from running. It did. She like, we was, you know, when we met, like I was already like just busting my butt trying to, trying to heal, trying to get better, trying to, you know, I, cause I'd been in several accidents when I was younger. I just like, I'd wrecked my body physically, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, also did some uh, internal damage as well. And so I was just like, I was just fighting and fighting and just trying, trying to my best to level up and, 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 and be the person that I knew I could become. But my, 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 you know, all the stuff in my head, all my emotions is what was keeping me from, from, from really leveling up and moving forward. And so, um, yeah, when, when we met, I was going through that and she was, you know, she, I don't think she didn't realize it at first, but like, she was like, she was yearning. Well, I think she did realize, well, I don't know. You tell us, we are like, you were kind of yearning for that when we met, right? Yearning, what do you mean yearning for? Yearning for like the healing, for like, for to move on to the path of like, you know. I think both of us came together for a very good reason, you know, uh, we were put together so we could help each other move on with whatever we were dealing with at that time and also to grow and become more aware and awaken and enlightening who we are and then to go into our inner worlds, you know, and have a good look about what's going on and it was a very difficult time at the beginning of our relationship because we had both had a lot of personal issues going on. Mm-hmm. So and then bringing us together, you know, create another set of issues. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm very thankful for having met Bob because he's someone that's also very conscious. And I'm also conscious about a lot of things. And then we were able to call each other out. We were able to support each other and then to help each other grow and get out of those habits that weren't serving us anymore is this the first marriage for each of you for me yes sorry first marriage well this is my second okay when i met him i was just going through a divorce at that time so it was extremely difficult it was like i was you know beginning a new life starting a new chapter and finding myself you know again after being in a marriage for 15 years 
um, and being with a person with my ex-husband, I was with him for in total almost 20 years. So, you know, I had to deal with being on my own again and, and learning who I am outside of that relationship. And then so came, in came Bo and he helped me discover my true self again. With, with uh, a previous marriage or divorce and then, you know, how tumultuous things were in the beginning of the relationship, what kept you from running, Linda? Oh, that is a very good question. I think we have this connection. And then, and is I can't put it into words. It's a connection that I feel like is not, it's, it's a past connection that I may have had with him. I just felt like I've known him forever, that there's a part of him that I can trust and that I'm comfortable with, that I know that, that he will always be there for me, regardless of, you know, when we blow up and he runs away. But in that sense, he, he always loved me, no matter what his actions were. So I think that really touched me deeply. And yeah, I think mostly it's that connection. I think you know right away when you connect with someone, you know? So that's what kept me together. that a lot. How long between the time you guys met and got engaged? Oh, wow. Um, I don't know. Well, I don't know, man. What do you think? What was it? Two years? He, he was proposing to me all the time. Almost every <laughs> week, you know, like we'd be laying in bed or we'd be like going for walks and he'd just stop me and stare me deeply into the eyes, stare me deeply into the eyes. I'm like, sweetheart, will you marry me? Then I always say yes, you know. So he was proposing for a good year, year almost two. And then, yeah, we just decided to tie the knot. Yeah, that became one of those things, right? I was just, it was just like, I love you, right? And I, will you marry me? It was, it was like a I love you kind of thing. Yeah. So, so there wasn't a ring and it wasn't. Formal yeah, okay. Sure. Oh, he, he, he gave, yes. He uh, gave. Yeah both of his grandmother's rings at different times when he proposed, you know, so he proposed many times. So I got two rings <laughs> and then some leaf ring too, like a little ring made of leaves too, you know, so, uh, and then we had a, we had a quiet, quiet wedding at the government office mm. because it's already being through, you know, the standard, you know, big, wedding and I just wanted it for us. I wanted our wedding to be just for him and me and not for our relatives or not for our friends. Yeah, and I'm a private person too, so I don't, yeah, I'm not, I'm really not into stuff like that. So, but yeah, so it worked out great for both of us. Why do you think you asked her to marry you so many times? Um, like I said, the, it was, it, it, uh, it just became like, uh, it just became like this, like a, a show of affection and it just became like our little like our little thing right like i love you you know will you marry me and like she'd like get all giddy and smile and say yes and it was just a, it was it was a very uh, it was a beautiful moment and to be able to do that over and over again it was just i don't know it's awesome uh, i really enjoyed it and I'm, I'm pretty sure she did as well so and we actually talked about like every country we visit that we'll get married in that country so we'll yeah. get married oh over and over again in different places yeah. it was just it was just a fun thing that we did and it just like it just multiplied and i don't know just 
the things that we do have done together is like eh, I just I, I've first of all I just want to say like the last uh, 15 minutes of this conversation I was so loved I wish you were sitting right here right now I love you so much <laughs> <laughs> it's nice it's nice being able to hear you say it on the other end and um, so anyway yeah. <laughs> for our listeners they're podcasting in two different rooms of the house right the same house, <laughs> the same house yeah. right you right. know I, I think it's interesting though the repeating that commitment or that mm-hmm. buy-in over and over again especially given that you guys were older and mm-hmm. that maybe some vows that were made previously didn't stick or weren't mm-hmm. followed through on or maybe even you know a fear of commitment or something that like you needed to have that repetition of yes, I'm in. Yes, you're in. Yes, we're we're doing this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. Like you know, in some ways, I think that it's something that should happen every day. Yeah, you know, because if you're not in today, then what happened? You exactly. know, what I mean? yeah, I like that. Uh, we do that with like I love you. Like I mean, we're we are. I don't know how many times a day I tell her I love her and same and back, you know, and same, same with her telling me as well. It's just very, we're very, we're very reassuring of each other. Um, and we're very, yeah, we're very supportive of each other and very, we show that we show that our love and our affection and our support for each other, like not only daily, but like multiple times daily. And it's just, uh, for me, it feels, it feels good. And it's, it feels you know, it feels good to be able to show her and tell her, you know, that, you know, you know, even we're just, I mean, I'm just staring at her earlier and just, uh, you know, she's doing her hair before this uh, podcast. I'm just like, wow, it's just, it's just a beautiful woman. <laughs> and to be able to, you know, to do that, like, I just, if I, like, when I feel something, I want to, I want to say it, right? And it just helps me. Uh, and I want her to know that I'm feeling it, right? And to her to know that, like, the, you know, she is the apple of my, she is the, you know, she is my everything. So, yeah, he's definitely not afraid to express himself. And <laughs> I, I have so many sticky notes from all over the house, like in the car, too. There was once he put sticky notes over the inside of my car. So when I got in, I was just like, showering with sticky notes, you know, or sticky notes on the door, on the other side of the door, and I'll open, I'll be like, wow, everything. Just, I love you, I love you, I love you. You're my world, you know? So it's, yeah, I feel very, very fortunate to have him, you know, and have him love me this much. You should buy stock in sticky notes. I know, right? <laughs> we start putting them on dollar bills or whatever the <laughs> currency is there. <laughs> there you go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so can you describe what is different of being together for two years, not being married, and now getting married? And what does it feel like on the other side of that? How would you quantify that? Very good. Uh, I, I, honestly... Um, what do you want me to go first or? Yeah, sure, babe. (laughs) Okay. Um, I think like, uh, I don't think there's, I mean, there's still a lot of that magic that was there beforehand. And I think because, I mean, we work at keeping that magic alive and like, I mean, there are, there are routines and stuff that we've, you know, that we do, but Linda and I are really, really big on self-growth and really big on learning. And like, they're like, we don't, you know, I mean, we, 
we watch Netflix and you know stuff like that. But it's not like I uh, like I don't think our life is ever boring. Like we're always we're always pushing the envelope. And I think like one st- one quote that stuck with me, and I'm just gonna butcher it. This is I'm just paraphrasing. But like Eleanor Roosevelt said something like, "You know, do something uncomfortable each day." And I, I think that's so important. Like to stay ahead of the subconscious, to stay out of your routine, and to push yourself to to to, to grow. So our our like our motto is kind of, you know, quote unquote motto is like learning and growing and, and getting better. And we're constantly doing that. So we're both, you know, we're both in a, always in a state of growth and a both uh, in a state of change. So there's yeah. no, there's no stagnation. There's no, like our, our relationship and our lives are always fresh. Hmm. And I think like, that's a big key for, I mean, for, for anybody's growing and doing you know the things that they want to do what would you say linda i feel like the first two years before the match and i don't want to put the marriage as a turning point to something because as he's saying that we're constantly growing and we're constantly changing but uh before when we first started meet we we first met each other like we had a lot of other personal, our own personal issues that we're dealing with, you know, and then so trying to grow, you know, in that circumstance and that chaos of our own personal lives and being with each other was very challenging. And I feel like after we got married, we were able to to already, we were already past that point of, you know, that initial coming together and bringing our issues and and you know, trying to work through it. So by the time we got married, uh, that was just you know things started progressing towards a more stable environment for both of us. You know, and then we were able to focus more on our relationship and then growing together as a couple. Whereas before we we're growing, we were together, but we we're still trying to grow out of our own issues. So then we could be a better partner for each other. And now I can tell you that we're a lot more of a partner than like partner and doing things together and growing and learning and challenging ourselves together as we were at the beginning of our relationship. At the beginning of relationship, we're just giving each other the space and giving each other the support to get past those obstacles. But now we do it, you know, side by side. So a lot of the things that I try out, he's always on board with me and everything that he tries out too, I'm on board with him. Like we're big on being healthy and eating well and exercising. You know, so we try to take care of our physical body as, our, as well as our emotional and spiritual um, aspect of ourselves. So in that sense, I feel very lucky because he also enjoys, you know, looking after himself in all those aspects. So we're always, always trying something new. So that physical health was kind of a very, a big common interest for the two of you in the beginning and and continues to be to this day, Mm -hmm. right? Very much so. Can can you talk about that healing? and, And was that one of the pivotal factors that helped you get through some of the obstacles in the beginning? I think just the healing in general, like, you know, not just the physical, but like, and that's something that we're still dealing with. Like, and I, oh man, I really think I've, I've finally cracked a nut on what I've been, uh, what I've been, uh, 
fighting with my 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 own thing was uh my knee because i was in two accidents when i was younger and like my first the first one i crushed before that when i was 15 i'd like completely break my knee in a soccer match like aco mco cartilage like just wreck and then i had to rebuild but it was uh and then a few years later i got in a car accident where i crushed that same knee like literally like crushed the, the bone in the knee. just and so i mean i've still done and gone and done a lot of stuff but like the years have caught up and like i don't know i thought that you know i was just like starting to get you know uh, arthritis and like, i was like oh, i'm just like i'm like i'm going i'm over the hill now and, like i'm going down and but i've like always been uh I'm, I'm very stubborn in the fact that i like i'm not like i'm not accepting you know those those terms i'm not i'm not these those labels same thing with like alcohol uh, the alcohol problems i didn't ever want to be classified as an alcohol although you know based on my my drinking and drug tendencies you could definitely put that label on me but i didn't want to put that on myself and i didn't want to limit myself to like you know you know oh i can never have a drink again or i can you know that's not you know which by the way i beat that and like i can't have a drink now so yeah. um Anyway, so I think like uh, for me, uh, like I'm just I'm and with Linda too, like right. I mean, you're finally like you're finally uh, working on. I mean, what you want to talk about the physical issues? Uh, ever since I had kids, I've you know I I went through postpartum depression with two my two of my sons, so and I didn't know at a time, and I didn't know what was going on. So I was like. Why am I constantly depressed? Why do I not find joy anymore in life? You know, and then I was gaining, you know, a lot of weight. I started turning to food to, you know, comfort me and to make me feel like, okay, I'm in control of something, even though I'm actually not in control because I'm binge eating, you know, I'm losing control. But in a sense, I feel like, okay, this is the only thing that I can that I can rely on, that I can trust to give me what I need, you know, everything else felt like it was out of my control. So I dealt with food addiction for a long time. And, and the addiction was very, took hold on me for like, sometimes you take, I would spend all day looking for a cake or a sweet or something to just binge. And once I started, I just could not stop. I would have three, four, five pieces of cake sitting in the car. Like, you know, that classic addictive behavior where you're embarrassed to show anyone what you're doing and you have to do it at a time where, you know, you have no family around and away from home. So that actually got hold of me and I started feeling sick. I started feeling, you know, lethargic and I started losing my memory and feeling like that fog, what that constant fog that was, that would never lift no matter what I did, you know, even though I was doing exercises and even though I was doing all this emotional healing as well, I, I still couldn't beat the food addiction. Hmm. And I had many other issues too, not just physical, but I had a, a lot of emotional issues that stem from my relationship with my mom. Like she's a classic Asian tiger mom. So there was a lot of, um, a lot of conflict between my true self and trying to please her and do what she wanted me to do. So it's not, it's, that, was a, that was a very, very difficult challenge and I'm still dealing with that. But I can say that the past five, six years, ever since I met Bo, 
that things have gotten a lot better. And then she's, you know, also growing and changing to make our relationship better. So now with the food addiction, um, I can say I'm pretty, pretty much healed. I would say 80% healed. I still have moments, but then when those moments come, I'm very aware of it. And I know to make the changes so that I keep moving forward and I don't fall back on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did your families respond to your relationship and getting married? <laughs> I think I think my parents they accepted bull, yeah, and uh, I think they've learned to to just respect my decisions. Before they had a lot of opinions about everything, you know, and they had opinions about my divorce. They had an opinion about how I raised my kids, you know, and they were very, very disappointed that I got a divorce because they're very traditional and they, they felt like, well, once you're in a marriage, you're in a marriage forever, you know, you, there's no way out. You just, you just, you know, stay until you leave this earth. But um, now they've, they've just learned, like I said, like my relationship with my parents and mostly my mom, have improved a lot. And then she's just learned to take a step back and then to really respect me and then respect what Bo and I have going on. And they are happy that they have, you know, they have Bo in the family to, to be part of my life because then they trust that Bo can, can be there for me and then to help me through a lot of things and to love me and take care of me. So they're very grateful to have someone that, because he shows, when he's with me, he shows, you know, he's very doting, he's very loving, very caring. And anyone that's around us can tell how much this man, you know, loves me and adores me. So there- The thing too with your mom is like, you know, you know, as Linda, as Linda uh, uh, grew and, and became the, beautiful woman that she was a beautiful woman beforehand right but as she's blossomed even more um her growth you know it's like that the, the old saying like uh be the be the change that you want to see in others right so like by her growing and by by her becoming uh, and, and beating her own demons and, and and growing into who she is now her mother like that actually has you know benefited their relationship just by linda changing right not by linda changing her mom but by Linda becoming a better person and, you know, being um, more true to herself, her mom is actually, you know, not fully, but, you know, she has backed off some. So that is, uh, I really, I really feel like, you know, if, they, if, you, know, if you want to see change in other people, you know, change yourself first and uh, see what happens. That's awesome. What about uh, your family? Well, how did they respond? Uh, I have for a, a while, I've, uh, I've kept a, a, the majority of my, family at, a, at an arm's distance there was uh when i started changing and going through what i was going through i just i put my family through a lot of stuff with my alcohol and drug abuse and when i started making changes there was there was things that i was picking up in their relation in our, in our relationship that i didn't agree with and i was i just i put them i was like all right um i'm not comfortable with how this is going right now so you're 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 out of my circle so and for me i like i needed that i needed that space and so um the only i was i I had kept my aunt and uncle in the booth and they were they were always uh 
extremely supportive and non-judgmental of the stuff that I was doing. So with them, like I, they knew every step that I was taking. Like I told them as soon as I met Linda, like, you know, but the rest of my family is, uh, no. um, but yeah, that's, that was, that was my choice. And, um, it's helped me become who I am now. And, um, I have, I've, I've since made amends with my family and, you know, but I still, I still keep the majority of my family at, a, at an arm's distance. I, I'm, I'm comfortable with where I am now and with the, with my relationship with Linda. And I've, I've built the world that I want around me and, and the people that are in it are in it and the people that are not are not. <laughs> How do you guys um, work through conflict? Oh, wow. It's like um, now it's so amazing. Like, we go from evolution from the beginning <laughs> of our relationship to now. Yeah, yeah, now we just we really we talk through things. It's just so admirable where we are right now to be able to like have a disagreement and be like, I don't like where this is going or I don't like what's happening here. All right, so what do we need to do to make it like it's it's we are conscious during the entire exchange, right? To where it used to be like you're doing this, or like ah! you know, just explode, right, you know, or, or, you know, vice versa, you know, it worked both ways. And you just walk out the door, he would, just <laughs> yeah. or we'll have arguments in the car, and he'd be like, stop here, and then you just leave the I car, Never <laughs> we're going or walk home, you know, so, like he mentioned before, he had those tendencies of just running away, and, and I'm so proud of you, babe, like, Thank he's you. completely dropped that, completely, I used to be his go to answer for everything we started an argument he got a little bit upset walk out the door you know that was like but you know using using what we what we've learned you know the, the omni system that i'm using now it's just like i've i connected with that you know with the whole divorce thing and i was like because i always want like why you know i walked away from some really good opportunities right not, not uh you know not with, with what I did with Linda, but like, you know, I left countries, you know, before, you know, I left America when in my twenties, right. You know, that was, that's just how I operated. And I, you know, I left many different countries and other relationships and other businesses and things. I just ran away. And to be able to stop that was just huge. And like, yeah. so yeah, now we just, we, we really, we talk and we, it's uh, to be, to be where yeah. we are now. It's just amazing. Yeah, and then I think also what's big for us, we always find a solution. You know, we, we look for a solution to our problem. We don't just talk it out so we feel better. Like, okay, there's this issue. We're talking about it. Uh, I'm letting you know how I feel. Now, what can we do next? So the frequency of this happening gets less and less and less. I know um, a lot of people just talk, talk about it and then so they, they feel better, they let it out of their chest, but then nothing happens after. And then you keep going through the same cycle over and over and over again. You're like, oh, what's going on? Why am I doing this? Why are we doing this again, you know? So like we had our fair share of that, but uh, that's getting less and less and less as we learn to communicate with each other better. And I think the most important is like not being defensive about everything and not being reactive about what mm -hmm. the other person is saying. Because the minute you're reactive, your defenses are up and your walls are up and you're not willing to listen. You're not willing to acknowledge anything. You're not willing to you know, make amends because you're on the defense mode. So I think we've learned to just 
put our defenses down, put our guards down, and then the way we approach each other too is not in a judgmental way or we're working on that, you know, and it's gotten so, so much better. You know, so I'm able to come and talk to him about things and uh, know that I'm safe, you know, that I'm not going to be judged, that I'm not going to be, you know, walked out on, you know, and, and stuff like that. And after we finish talking and, oh, another thing is like the time it takes for us and where we start the argument and then where we end it and we find a solution, it's gotten shorter and shorter mm -hmm. and shorter. Or it used to take like days and we'll get upset with each other for days. And now, okay, we'll, we could get it solved and done within minutes or 15, 20, 30 minutes and be like, okay, we got this done, we solved, it's out of the way continue with our day. Yeah. Do you think yeah, age has something to do with it? So, you know, but our brains continue to develop and especially when we get over 40 mm -hmm. and we start going through some really major hormonal changes, you know, that's what we found is that as we've gotten older, it's really shifted the way that we are able to think and feel and connect and process. Has, mm -hmm. Have you guys noticed anything along those lines? We've been through so much. I, I can't, I'm not sure, like, uh, yeah, I, I've never thought about the age thing. So, but that is definitely, definitely a huge, uh, would be a huge, should be a huge consideration, actually. Mm -hmm. now, did you have kids uh, from a previous marriage? Yes. Okay. Yes. And so did they live with you in, in, the, in the beginning of the relationship? Um, of, of your relationship, yeah. Well, yeah. So they spend half of their time with their dad, and then the other half time with us. Okay. And how did they, uh, you know, respond and react to the two of you coming together and getting married? Oh, they love Bo. They like Bo, and then they're always like writing little notes. I love you, Bo. You are my family. You know, so it's very cute. That's awesome. Yeah. They're, they're very open-minded. And then the way uh, me and their dad approach the whole situation was in a very positive manner. And we respect- Yeah, that was cool. I was very, uh, when, when, they, when they went through that and like when uh, she, she told me how they were, they were handling the divorce with the kids. Cause like when my parents, they sat us down, right? And it was just like, you know, they made a big event out of it. So it was like, I was like, <gasps> You know, oh my God, you know, well, they never made a big event out of it. It was just like they transitioned. And so the kids never had to mm. look at it like it was, you know, this earth shattering thing. And so it was, it never was this earth shattering thing. It was just a gradual change, which was, um, you know, I, I don't know her ex-husband that well, but that's one, that's one nice thing I do have to say about him. So, yeah. Can you talk more about that, Linda? What, how did you do that? And how conscious were you about that? What was important to you about going through divorce like that? Uh, oh, there were so many factors and so many issues that I had to deal with. So it's not just my own. I, I, were, I was just starting to see Bo at that time too. And then there were my kids and there were my husband, you know. So um, there was a lot of things to consider and mostly was how the kids were gonna get affected. So we actually made a lot of effort to spend, uh, their dad and I, you know, uh, to spend time with the kids together as a family. 
you know. So it's not like out of sudden mommy and daddy are complete to completely different places in, you know, uh, having completely separate lives. Like we still made an effort to do things together with them. And then uh, we didn't talk to them about divorce. You know, we just let them get into the whole feeling that, okay, sometimes mom is away, sometimes dad is away. And we explained to them what we were doing. So they were aware of what we're doing and everything that we approached any issues we approached with them, we approached in a very, very positive way. There was nothing negative. And then we never spoke ill of each other. So whenever I was dealing with the kids and they were giving me a difficult time, their dad would be like, okay, let's sit down and see what's going on. Like you should, you should also help your mom. Your mom is going through all of this, you know? So we spoke for each other when we're dealing with the kids. And I think, they never felt like we were enemies. They never felt like we were against each other. They never felt like, you know, we we're trying to, to put each other down. No, they actually still had a very supportive environment from us. So. Wow. Yeah. Uh, a lot of effort, but now it's very natural. We still have a family. We meet together once a week for a family day, just the four of us with their, so their dad, me and, the two kids, and then they get to choose where they go. And we spend a day as a family. We talk to each other. Their dad's girlfriend is very involved. So any decision we make regarding the kids, we do it all together, you know, as, as a group of family. So they say it takes a village to raise the children. And we have a wonderful village. We have the support of so many people together, you know, to help them out and to guide them and to love them. So in a sense, I feel like they're very lucky because now their family doubled in size and they have like five grandmas that just spoil them and <laughs> want to buy gifts and take them out and, and um, spend time with them. And they have so many uncles and aunts and cousins too. So it's, it's wonderful. It turned out really good. That seems like a very ideal situation, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. transition. Yeah. That's well, the funny. thing is, like, you know, it's the way they handled it, right? That they turned it into that ideal situation, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so many people handle things, you know, they handle things the wrong way. They know they, like, the uh, good word that Linda used earlier was, like, reactive, right? So as soon as, you know, the class, a classic story of a divorce in America is, right, you know, boom, you know, lawyers involved and, like, you know, this person taking half of this, this person taking half of this. And it's like a war, right? It's just mm -hmm. like full on battle. And like they, the way they handled theirs, their situation was not, there was no battle. There was no, it was no, you know, at, at the beginning, right. You know, there's, there was, you know, there was some fizzling and, you know, but that, you know, it was, it was, you know, it was dialed in and worked it with. And so like, it just went, it turned out the way it, has because the way it was handled you know, yeah. throughout the process. So. We put that intention there, you know, we yeah. made it clear. And then the beginning was hard because he was hurt. I was the one that wanted a divorce. So he was extremely hurt and I understood that. And I gave him time to get over that. And um, I was very understanding too. And we tried to talk through a lot of the things that we were going through and because of the intention that we put in there, like today I can honestly tell you that we have a good, good 
and respectful relationship. I mean, there's still moments where we disagree on some things, but we're not we're not at all petty. We're not at all, you know, catty to each other and disrespectful. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's great. So, Bo, can you talk more about how you got into doing this work and and what do you do with people? Yeah, so what I do now is like, so Lynn and I had like uh, a few years ago, uh, we had like a really big argument. I was just like, you know, and we've done so, you know, we've done so many things, you know, both together and and individually to like move the needle but it always felt like we were just coming back to the same you know we'd make a step forward and then step. it was not you know it, it was it wasn't like two steps you know progress you know, and then one step back it's just like we were making a step forward and step back it was just like you know it's almost like sadistic dance that we're doing it was just it was really tough it was like we loved each other so much but then it was like it just it just wasn't and we were finally like all right you know we've got you know, and Linda told me, she was like, look, you've, you've, you've read all these books, you've taken all these courses, you spend all this money on, you know, all these people to, you know, to move the thing. And like, nothing's like, you know, nothing's worked. She was like, I want you to, you know, seek, you know, seek some outside help. And I was like, all right, you know, I've, I've tried everything on my own. Like, I've, I don't know what else to do. Like, I'm, I offer myself to you to, to help, to help find a solution. Right. So we had a friend who was a Buddhist monk who, went to monk school with a guy who was doing this uh, program called the spiral and it was in, put together by this Australian guy. Hmm. And the first day that I went through it, it was just like, bam, I was like, Oh, this is it. Like I just, my life just immediately started just dismantling like the way that I viewed life, like my, my programs, the emotions that I had been hanging on to my trauma, my, my tra- trauma from my youth, all oh, just started pop, pop, pop. All these little bubbles of awareness started just like popping. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm like, I've been doing this to myself. Like, you know, I am, I am in this, you know, this reality that I've created because of the decisions that I've been making. And you're like, and I didn't even know I was making it. So, and that was the frustrating part, right? the frustration that we feel is our conscious intentions going against our subconscious program. So you might want to lose weight or get healthy or, you know, have a great relationship with your wife. But if you've got these subconscious programs going on, they're telling you that you're worthless and that, you know, your, your dad was uh, you know, a jerk to your mom or whatever. Right. And like that, you know, it's just not, you know, the things, uh, the friction that you feel, the, the frustration you feel, the frustration, uh, the friction between those two, you know, the conscious and subconscious program. So when I was able to go inside and find those and I learned how to do it on my own, I was like, oh, my life just, just started completely changing. And like, I was still, uh, at that point, I was still not drinking. Um, and now I don't drink. Um, I had some, I had a, a couple of beers uh, a few weeks ago after we went through COVID. Um, but before, like before I stopped drinking, I was at like, uh, I was at an 18 pack a day. And then I was drinking Jack Daniels at night to go to sleep. Right. And I had drank like that for, for almost two decades, for over two decades, just abusively drinking. And, and when I was going through this work with this other individual, I was like, you know, look, man, if we're, if we're finding these emotions, right. That are, and these emotions are, are, self-sabotaging me, it causing me to drink, causing me to run away, or causing me to do these things, then I should be able to drink again, right? He's like, dude, don't, like, I would not go there. I'm, you know, 
I was sold on the fact that I, that I could, and I didn't want to, like I said, I didn't want to put myself into this. I'm an alcoholic, you know, I can never drink again. I think, you know, if, you know, addiction changes our brain, but then we've learned about neuroplasticity, right? So why can't I change it back? You know? So that was my thing. I was like, I'm going in, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with this. Like maybe you don't believe in it, but I do. So, and from there, I just started dismantling every problem that I had. Our, our Linda and I's arguments, like they were still, you know, getting heated and getting out of control. And then I was walking away. Like I haven't, I haven't done that in almost a year. Like uh, drinking, you know, I can now, like I can have a beer. Before I did that, like, you know, drinking a beer, it was just like, that addiction would wake up and it would just like consume me. And I was like, Oh, I was like Linda with the cakes. Right. I was just like going down to just boom, boom, boom. No, it was never one. It was like, I couldn't stop. And, uh, like all the other, like all my, uh, the, the way I think the, the voices in my head, the way that I talk to myself, like everything has completely changed. Like I've found those programs and I've been able to move them, um, through this process of Amone, which involves muscle testing, meridian points uh the meridian chart meridian release points a, a pranayamic breath called the amo breath which is a uh, love breath and then we use some creative visualization at the end to 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 magnetize the future and put it all together it's like it's life-changing just help me it's help blenders help the people that we work with it's just amazing wow wow that's great so do you guys work on this together the amoni i do on my own Okay. Um, so, and then Linda, Linda, uh, Linda's helped me. Like she's my partner and everything. So she does help. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we're always bouncing ideas off of each other. And like, I help her with, uh, we do some clearing and she helps me like sometimes if I'm going through something and, um, like she'll put me on the monochord. Have you guys ever seen a monochord, uh, before it's like a, a healing bed. No, no, we haven't. Oh, man, it's, it's a beautiful experience. It's like this, uh, it's like a, it's basically a bed with strings underneath it. And this is what she's working on now. But oh. uh, you, you, you tell them about us. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I do the sound healing part of, uh, uh, you know, the healing journey that we've started together. It's something that I gravitate towards and sounds it's something that connects me right away to the universe. And I feel a lot through sounds and vibrations and frequencies. So this is the road that I'm taking and this is my calling. Mm -hmm. And I use the monochord bed. So it's a wood bed, very simply made with 55 strings on the bottom, like piano strings tuned to the same note. So mm -hmm. technically you think, okay, 55 strings are the same note, like what kind of sound does it make? But what it does is that it plays your body and it resonates your frequency. So there will be like, say, blockages throughout your body, not just the physical part, but also the spiritual part, you know. And then through playing the bed, I can locate those, those blockages and then work on it and help, you know, the frequency regulate in that part of your body. Hmm. Because anything that's, that's, hurting or anything that's blocked it means that the frequency in that part uh it's not where it's supposed to be so with the bed and then playing the bed you bring you up to balance and then you feel a lot better after the session that's very so, interesting and what what uh, out of curiosity what note is, uh, is it tuned to f, f. f. it's a heart heart chakra 
Okay. Yeah. That's great. Wow. And then so when when we come together, Bo and I, like we help each other so much with the ammonia clearing. He was helping me almost on a daily basis. Like mm -hmm. when we wake up, we'll sit on our porch. We have the whole view of the ocean. And then he will go through like an hour of clearing with for me and with me. Like so he'll help me clear my chakras, help me, help me clear my emotions so I can start the day right. And he also helped me with my food binging. He helped me with the relationship that I have with my mom. You know, so when you have those emotional blockages clear, you're able to start anew and you're mm -hmm. able to, to empty everything out that's been weighing you down, you know, and putting you in that cycle. And then you're able to take that first step towards a new, you know, new way of living. So yeah, choice, was, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, so once once we discover these emotions, then like yeah, before like they're you know they're like Linda was talking about, you know, the how you know with the sound healing, right? And how the these uh these emotional blockages that we find that she finds with the sound healing, they're like embodied, embodied in the in in the body, right? The body holds on to them, right? So when we find these emotions that move them we become conscious of the subconscious programs that we were holding on to the things that we uh, say, do think, feel the energy that we give off on a subconscious level. Like there's like little bubbles and those bubbles pop. And when those bubbles pop, we were, Oh my God, I've been saying this, or I've been doing this, or I've been feeling this, or I've been thinking this. And so once, once we, once we're conscious of it, then we, then we like, then we have a choice, right? Then we, you know, if we don't know we're doing something, then there's, there's no way to fix it. But once we're conscious of it, then we can be like, Oh, okay. Now I know I've been doing that. Now I can, I can keep doing that if I want the same result or I can do something different. Right. And so, like, and that's, that's helped her, it's helped me. And it's just, it's just really, it's, it's, it's so amazing because it's like, it's, it's very methodical. And it's like, I mean, it's just like going in and like you, you're going in with a map and you're finding these emotions and you're just connecting with them and you're, and you're moving them. And it's just, it's just, it's just a really, it's a really cool process. And where can people find out more about Amoni or even getting a copy of your book? Yeah, um, so the uh, the website, amoniclear.com is the best place to go. I'm going to register for, I'm doing some live webinars right now too, so you can sign up for that. Um, reach out, uh, the contact page, uh, send me a message. Um, I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not going to bite. <laughs> and that's and, spelled uh, A-M-O-N-I.com? Uh, uh, clear.com So it's A-M-O-N-I-C-L-E-A-R.com. Awesome. And, and we'll put those the links in the show notes too. Cool. Thanks so much. Really appreciate yeah. it. Right. So uh, last question. What is it that your partner does that you know they love you? <laughs> Too many to even talk about. <laughs> um. I, there's no one thing I agree with Linda there's like just our our relationship itself just being her being waking up with me in the bed it's like in the in the morning it's just enough for me to realize that like she she loves me like uh, just uh, the way that we we're uh, you know throughout my life I've had you know 
and Linda, we've all had relationships, right? And so th- this is the first time that I've ever been in a relationship that I've ever been with somebody. Then I realized like, you know, this person has got me. Like, this is like, you know, there's no, I have no, no doubt. And she's constantly reassuring me throughout the day that she does, like the way she, you know, the way she t- looks at me, the way that she loves, that t- tells me that she loves me, just the, like little things that she does. Like she sometimes, uh, like she'll cook dinner if she cooks and I wash dishes. Like, you know, if I'm, uh, if she washes the clothes, like I fold them. Like we just, it's like we are the epitome of team. And it's just, that's how we, that's how we roll. <laughs> I, think, I think for me, and I've never, I can tell this very honestly, I've never experienced with any of my previous relationship before is how present he is. The minute I speak, he drops everything. He stops everything and he looks me in the eye and he listens to me. You know, he's not like on the phone or busy listening, doing something else as I'm speaking. Like he's always, always so present for me and with me. And I really appreciate that because I know that you know, he's putting that time, that the effort, that energy into being with me. And then so when whenever we go out together, it's always quality time because he's not spending. He doesn't he didn't own a smartphone until a couple months ago. You know, he's very conscious about technology and how technology influences us, you know, takes a lot of our time and so on. So every time we go out and do something together, he's always there 100 percent always a hundred percent, you know? And so that makes me feel like I'm loved. Just that action alone is like, wow, you know? And he always like, I'll walk by and he just grab me, turn me around and then look me into the eyes like, I love you, babe. I love you so far. And I just plant a kiss on my cheeks, you know? So I think his presence is what I really appreciate. That's wonderful. That's presence. wonderful. Thank you, Bo and Linda, for being on our podcast today. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. Like I said, thank you. Yeah. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Couple Synergy. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. You know, people have been sharing stories since the beginning of time to bond and heal and grow. We hope that by you guys sharing your story, it's enriched your lives and the lives of our listeners. For all of you listening, please let us know how you enjoyed our show. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contactedcouplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, our home study course, the Couples Weekend Intensive, and our premier coaching program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.